Welcome, everybody, to Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every other Thursday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer's experience. Grab your drink of choice, kick back, it's Sippin' and Shippin' time. All right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein, and I am here as I am every other Thursday with my partner in crime, Caitlin Postal. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, Good. So we've got a hot one here today because our office AC is down. So Caitlin and I are dripping sweat, but as they say, the show must go on. (laughs) So we have our special guest this week from Young Nails, Habib Solo. I know I pronounced that wrong again. No, you're good. (laughs) That's correct, actually. That's awesome. All right. So, So Habib is the CEO of Young Nails. And uh, Habib, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, excellent. So we've had the opportunity to talk. We were introduced uh, a few months ago, and and I think I've mentioned to you, I'm, I'm super impressed with your with your company, uh, and and you guys just do such an excellent job in your in, in your marketing group. Just give us a little background on Young Nails and you, and 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 you know how this whole organization started. Yeah, so uh, basically the, the company was started in 92 by <clears throat> my mom. Um, she was 49 years old. I had just left college and she was like, I'm done raising you fools. <laughs> you two. Oh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Go, yeah, no. My mom is hardcore. Like, we were out of the house and, uh, you know, she was like, she always had that entrepreneurial spirit. It was, it just been, you know, just knocking. And, um, she, she finally answered the door once we were off to college and decided to, to explore different opportunities, you know, with starting her own business. Um, my, my dad is an auto mechanic, you know, worked extremely hard, turned wrenches his whole life, uh, supporting the family. And my mom was like, it's, it's my turn. I want to get out there, you know, at 49 years old, pretty amazing. She started the company, met a complete stranger. She had like one of those post office, um, et cetera. It's like a postal, like a UPS store back in like 92. And, um, a guy walked in and said, Hey, I want to rent the back part of your business. I make cosmetology kits for cosmetology schools. And my mom was like, I want to partner with you. Like never first time met the guy was like, I want to partner with you. I'm in, you know, I can, I can refinance the house. I can, I can get some capital. Let's do this together. That sounds exciting. And, um, the company was born. And then, um, my mom at that time grabbed my brother. He was Mm -hmm. going to be a fireman. And she was like, you know, uh, come join, (laughs) come join me. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do extremely well. We're going to be rich in three years. And so my brother was like, wow, that sounds amazing. And obviously right. it never turns out that way. Um, right. we, we entered a world of like, you know, uh, financial struggle, like you can't yep. even imagine or believe, um, you know, their original partner ended up embezzling money from them. So they had to get rid of him. Right. They, uh, had, we we're borrowing money from friends and family to keep, you know, to keep this thing afloat. And, uh, eight years into it, we were at a breaking point and I was kind of figuring out what I want to do with my life. And I was the last person with good credit. So, um, I jumped in the family business in 2000. I unloaded my credit cards. I think Mm -hmm. it was like somewhere around 60 or $70,000 and 
you know, at like 20% interest, mm-hmm. <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, I was officially part of the business. And from there, you know, we, we, as a family, were able to kind of divide responsibilities and we were a good team together and started to kind of turn things around, um, at that time. But that's how the company started, you know, pretty insane way to start a company. Um, right. but, uh, that's kind of how we, we, we got off the ground. And, and since then we've been growing consistently, um, over the last, uh, you know, 20, 21 years, hit some, hit some plateaus and had to change things up along the way. But, um, it's been quite the journey. That's incredible. That's really incredible. Now was she prior to that was, was your mom just home raising you guys? Yeah. Yeah. She was raising us and, uh, incredible, incredible mother. Um, and, but she always wanted to do something more, you know, and then when the opportunity to get in the nail manufacturing business came to her, she was like, she just, she was kind of a visionary. She was like, I really believe that this industry is gonna, you know, the cosmetic industry and nail specifically is going to be something, something big. So that's how we, we got into manufacturing, nail care products, which yep. is, uh, never, never a million years what I thought I'd be in, in that business, you know, but it's a, it's a beautiful industry and very lucky to, to be in it. Yeah. And, and, and if it speaks to, you know, you could have, you could have a vision for products and things like that, but if you don't have an imp- a passion and yeah. the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to handle those roller coaster rides of investment and deep in debt wow. and everything else, then being an entrepreneur is not for you. So hats off to her at 49. That's fantastic. I know I'm 47 and I, I'm like imagining like starting from scratch at 49 is just, she's a, just an incredible human being. I mean, she's right. so strong and, you know, my brother and I are so lucky, lucky to have, you know, her as a, uh, as a mentor really. Right. And somebody that, that we've learned, you know, how to be strong and deal with like anything that kind of comes our way. You know, she was the example for us. Right. Um, really amazing. Yes. And, and you know what, at 21 years ago, when you, when you put 60 to $70,000 on your credit cards, you really couldn't wrap your head around what that would have meant to pay it back if you couldn't get there. Right? No, it, it took so long. And, you know, having the, the Tesla fortitude, like you were talking about, um, Brian is, that's something that you can't learn in school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whenever people talk about starting a business, whatever business it is, And that's the one thing I always say is like, you've got to be ready for the madness that is about to come into your life. Like the struggle, the difficult, like there's no way to avoid it. There's, there's such a small percentage of people, like it's so small where they start a business and it takes off and you know, things, things sort of happen. And that is not 99.9% of us have to deal with like the growing, like growing a business, you know, going the ups and downs, the roller coaster. And when you're financially struggling, like yep. you, you can't pay your bills and like your house is getting foreclosed on and creditors are calling you day and night. That is, it's, it's awful. You know, yes. it's, yep. and to, to sit through that every day and just like, okay, we'll get through this is not easy to do. Years of that is not easy to, not easy to do. No, no. Well, I mean, and here you are today and you guys obviously have, have, have built something that's that I find just, and I, we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, offline at some point, just uh, the way you approach 
your approach to your business. Um, and, and obviously it comes from years of this passion is just incredible. So I would assume when you first started, it was, this was more of a, a, a traditional selling, you know, into B2B businesses, right? You were selling yeah, to that. That's correct. So, uh, when we started the business, it was, you know, we, how we would get product to the market was through distribution. Mm -hmm. So we, we manufacture, um, you know, our main focus was finding distributors we could sell in quantity to, and then they would market our brand, you know, to their local markets. So that was the model. There wasn't any way for us to like go direct, you know, mm -hmm. so you're very dependent on who owns distribution in, in, in an area. So like, let's say in, in the Northeast of the United States, you know, you want to get your nail products in there. Well, here's three distributors that you've got to, you know, uh, somehow figure out a way to get in the door, meet the owners, uh, you know, woo them over your product line and why your brand is so great. And if, three people say no, if those three owners say no, you don't have a shot in that market. So it's hard, you right. know, and then eventually, yep. eventually kind of what happened was, you know, the two biggest distributors in the country started buying up all the local distributors. So, um, if you didn't have your product in, in, in these two, one of one or two distributors, you weren't, you just had no chance of distribution of getting your product into, into the market. So we fought hard, you know, to get our product into distribution. It was very tough. At one point we didn't have any distribution. We couldn't get in. So we just started our own. We, right. we, we looked to our, our educators, we call them um, these nail technicians. And we, we talked to these nail technicians and said, Hey, we want you to sell our product in your area. And that's kind of how we, we got around um, the distribution problem. But yeah, it was a traditional business model of we manufacture, we, we distribute, uh, to other, uh, resellers. And then, you know, they work with their local markets to get the product out there. Okay. And then when, when did you start to transition into e-commerce? And I, I would classify your e-commerce as you're selling both to the end consumer, the individual, correct. as well as the nail technicians and maybe the salons themselves, correct? That's, that's correct. So, so our e-com is, it's both the, the consumer plus, you know, we call them the nail enthusiast, mm -hmm. um, the women uh, who are very passionate about nails. They love doing it but they have no desire to start a business. You know, they just really enjoy doing their own nails and acrylics, gels and gel polish. And then um, also the salons as well. That's, that is our end consumer, or that, that's our customer today, e-com. Right. Um, the transition happened almost about four and a half years ago where, you know, we reached a plateau in our business we, we eventually got into the, the two largest U.S. distributors in the country. That was very difficult to do. And um, at that time, I thought, you know, you get into these distributors, like you just hit two home runs. Right. Your business is, is off to the races. And um, there's so many things I didn't understand about big box distribution. Mm -hmm. And um, the truth of the matter is now we're up on the shelf, a brand that nobody knows with these name brands that have been in the market for years. And I can't, I don't have the choice of representing my own product line in terms of like, Hey, here's the products that are going to do great. Let's put this category. 
the distributor comes back and says, "Now, nah, sorry, we don't have room for that. You can only pick five SKUs and we like these and we think this is going to, so they're calling all the shots on our brand. Right. We have no say. Um, and then also if things don't work out with that product, they have the option of sending it all back to you. Right. So, you know, you, 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 you basically go, uh, build all this inventory, make an investment to supply, you know, thousands of doors across the country. And then if they don't like it, they send back the product. And now you have no way, how am I going to move this product? The, right. the only two distributors in the country have sent it back because it right. didn't sell. So you're stuck with this inventory. I don't have a way of getting it to the market. I can't even discount it to anybody because those customers don't exist. You know, I only have the distribution channels. Yep. So that that's what was happening, which made uh, a lot of problems for us. Mm-hmm. And we, we were struggling and we started to kind of see a little bit of a downturn in our, in our revenue. So my brother and I were coming back from a trip. We were traveling internationally. We have a lot of customers um, in Europe and we were coming back on a trip and we were in the airport. And I just, I was just sitting there looking around and saw this, this older couple. Uh, They were probably in their, you know, sixties, seventies on their phones, like both of them, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Right. You know, it just clicked. Like, I just looked at my brother and I'm like, Greg, you know, we need to be, we've got to be full force on digital. Um, that's where everybody is. That's where the attention's at. That's where we got to be. So that started the journey of, you know, getting our brand communicating through digital to reach those, those, you know, customers. Do either of you have a marketing background? None. Okay. Zero. I just, I have a background of, I need to figure this out. (laughs) That's, that's, I'm not, I've like, like, it's so funny. You mentioned that Brian, like my, my cousin asked me one time, he's like, how have you, how have you guys been successful? Like what's been the key ingredient? And I said, you know what the key is? The key is like my back is against the wall. And if I don't figure this out where we are in deep, deep trouble. And like, so that motivating factor, like my life is on the line and my employees lives are on the line. And like my family, my kids, my brother, my mom, like this is real life stuff. Um, I, I better go to work and figure this out. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, that's what I did. I started doing research on, um, you know, I was experimenting. I was like recording myself with, with my own camera for months. Mm-hmm. I went onto YouTube and learned how to edit videos. Cause I had no idea how to edit. You know, YouTube is an incredible resource for education. It's insane. Yep. I learned how to use final cut pro and edit all the videos from beginning to end, um, for like three months. So I was recording myself and then, then, you know, dropping them into final cut pro editing videos, bringing them to work and showing, showing our team like, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And you know, I, a big inspiration for me was the dollar shave club, you know, that, that commercial that guy did that like catapulted his company. That was kind of the inspiration. I was trying to create some kind of like vibe like that. Um, and then one of uh, our, my art director 
at the time he, he said to me, Hey, Habib, I want you to check this out. And he showed me this vlog on YouTube. These kids, you know, these young kids were creating these like video blogs called vlogs and just like shooting their day, what they're doing. And there was one, one guy in particular, his name is Casey Neistat. And I watched one of his videos and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what we have to do. Like Mm -hmm. we need to show our company who we are and like film it, uh, put out this vlog on young nails. This is what we have to do. So that's literally how it started. We, we started with a vlog started in February 25th. I think it was 2017 was our, our first vlog. And we, we, we got extremely disciplined with our posting. Like we're going to post twice a week, Monday and Friday on Instagram. We're going to post once a day, like religiously, like if I'm in the hospital, I'm going to find a way to post. I don't care. Like it became law. And, um, it started, we started to get learnings like, okay, people are not responding to this. They're responding to this. Let's change it up. Let's change it up. And then, um, oddly enough, like somebody, uh, commented on one of our videos and they're like, Hey, you know, you guys are, are doing this vlogging thing. You know, have you ever heard of this guy? His name is Gary V. And I'm like, Gary V. I don't, who is this guy? You know, looked him up. Um, and he, I, I started listening to his podcast and he was talking all the stuff that we were doing. He was talking about like, this is what you should do. So I was like, I, I need to get in contact with this company. So I called them VaynerMedia, they're called. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like the experts in their field. So I called them and I said, Hey, I, I want to take this one day course you guys have you know, we're a company, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I went out to New York. Um, I, I took their course. It was amazing. And then I said, I need more. I need, I need you guys. I want, I want you guys to represent our company. I want you guys to be the marketing company behind young nails. And they were like, uh, you're a little small, you know? Right. And I said, please, can you like, can you just look at what we're doing? You know, cause I know we're on the right track. Right. And, uh, Gary's brand manager at the time, this guy's name is Andy Kranick. He took the time. Like, these are some amazing people over there at VaynerMedia. I took the time. He looked over our stuff and he looked at me and he's like, wow. Okay. You guys are actually doing it. Um, I said, Andy, do you guys have a program for us? And he said, uh, we don't, you're too small. And I, I was like, I was just so insistent. I'm like, I know this is the answer. Like, I know we're on the right track. I just yep. need some guidance. And if, if, if you help us out, like I know we can explode as a brand. And so he's like, let me talk to some people and see, they came back to me the week later and said, we actually have a program. It's called Vayner mentors, where we're going to take a small business. We're going to mentor you. Um, and it's a three-year program and we're going to teach you everything. And that's how I got to really, you know, start relationship with VaynerMedia and Gary. Yeah. And um, they they took us through this program, and that's where I started getting like you talk about where did we learn this stuff? You know, we started it through I don't have a choice, but then you know I started getting uh, expert advice from them through this program. We started executing hard against it, yep. and and then this just like really catapulted our, our company to the next, to the next level. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, listen, it's clear that you, that you guys are, are in this thing. I mean, a lot of passion, a lot of, um, real drive to get your message out there. And, and, yeah. and you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, especially marketing content is King, but there's all different types of content. Yeah. I, I think the most impressive part of what I've seen 
um, from you. And I know uh, Tracy does a lot of the uh, a lot of the postings that you do. You know, you focus specifically on building content that is of value to your community. Yeah. Correct. Right. And I, and, yep. and, and again, I, I know that community is both the individual and then you, uh, you know, I even watched one where you were talking about uh, to the nail technicians of the world. What do you do if you have a disgruntled customer or yeah. a difficult customer? I mean, so th th there's just so much value in there. How are you getting the feedback? Because obviously you guys are, you guys are killing it in this space right now with, with the way you're getting your message out there, the way you're engaging your community and which is, which is huge. Right. So when they talk about the principles of marketing, it's always, you know, you have to attract your audience, but then yeah. you have to engage them. And I, you yeah. know, you guys are out there doing that with all these postings, how are you getting your feedback and sort of measuring what's working in that space? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we, we hired a community manager mm -hmm. and this community manager, her job is to, go through comments and DMS on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook community, TikTok, Snapchat, LinkedIn, all of our platforms that we're, we're active on. That is her main job. Collect, uh, like any comments, DMS, see where, where the flow is, you know, mm -hmm. and what people want, what are they asking for? And so like, this is one of the great benefits of building a community because we have our own built-in focus group. Like we don't ever have to go outside and hire a focus group. Like, first of all, we through comments and DMS and all these platforms daily, we get, we know what our community wants and we know what they like and what they don't like because right. they tell us. And then second of all, you know, what, what's great is like when, when, we're, when we want a product develop, um, we can ask them and say, Hey guys, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? You know, uh, if we wanted to create a product like this, you know, we will do polls answer. Honestly, would you like it? Would you not like it? We want, and they love it because right. they feel like they're part of the company's product development, uh, process. So, like in the beginning, when, when you're building a community, you, you, you don't have that, you know, you're, you don't have that feedback. Right. But the, the biggest mistake that, that companies do is first of all, they're creating content for them, for themselves. Like look at my new, you know, nail polish. It's the most awesome nail polish in the world. It's the best performing. Trust me, you know, you're going to love it. And their content is all about their products versus giving real value, helping somebody on the other side, like, yep. Hey, uh, when you apply nail polish, did you know that you don't start at the top? You start from the middle of the nail and then you slowly push up and it's like, Oh my gosh, that's such a great tip. You know, right. I learned something for you. Now it builds trust. Yep. And then we start getting that, 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 that allows the person, like they feel comfortable with us. They start commenting. Well then what happens if my brush is too thin or what happens if it, and then we start engaging. Mm -hmm. and right. that, that's how you build community, you know? And it's, it's, such, it's so simple in idea yet. It's obviously, it takes a lot of effort and work to execute every single day because there's so many comments that come through. Yep. But in, in, the, in the beginning, a lot of companies are like, well, there's nobody commenting. We get three or four, but that's how you start with three right. or four. You engage with them. Um, you, you start, you, you have to build that. And eventually it gets to a point where it's like, it just feeds on itself. You have this great, like, you know, cycle kind of, kind of going. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's funny because for us, um, I think when, when we were starting this, the sip and ship and program, right. Obviously we tie back to whiplash sort of the, 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 the mothership, but we don't ever really talk about it. Yeah. Um, because right. what we're really out here doing is trying, we know who our audience is, right. And we're trying to find ways to bring them value, you know, hearing stories, uh, like the, like the one you're telling right now is, 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 is of a value to someone. And it could be a young entrepreneur yeah, that's who, right. who needs to understand a little bit more and needs to get some insight. And that's sort of the direction we went. And, and you almost feel like you have to, for me anyway, I want to give back to the community that I'm serving. Yes. Right. Yes. So I want to be able to offer insight. And if it's, you know, even if you want to just call it a, uh, you know, a podcast mentorship, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Right. But, you know, listening and watching you guys and just seeing that has just been, uh, you know, it's really an experience that your audience is getting that they're, they're probably not getting from other places. It's, it's a lot uh, more rare than I thought, to be honest right. with you. I didn't think it was so rare, but, but it still is very, very rare. And the one question that I get a, a lot is like, well, okay, that's great to be, you build this community, but like, you know, is, is your company benefiting from it? Are you guys actually selling? Uh, like the question is not only are we selling, like we're growing at a rate faster than we've ever seen in the history of our company, you yep. know, because we're actually building a real community with real trust. You know, we're not, we're not focusing. It's such an, it's the, it's so funny. It's like the most unselfish, selfish, approach to, to business because, you know, of course the, the, the goal is, you know, we want our company to grow, you know, selfishly, I want to grow my business. I want to increase my revenue, you know, consistently try to, you know, every single year, but the approach is so unselfish in that the way that we, we do that is by not talking about products or trying to sell you. We talk about how you can improve your salon, how you can improve your business every single day, tips, tricks, on all of our platforms, you know, we're putting out 50 to 60 pieces of content a day across all platforms that are 95% focused on giving you a tip or uh, an education piece to help you, or maybe just to make you laugh, some entertainment right. value <laughs> as well, you know, in, in, in the content. Um, but uh, that's, that is the big secret. That's not a secret. You know, mm -hmm. people are always like, how do you build, you know, a community and, how are you, uh, uh, you know, what's the, what's the trick? And the trick is you just show them, you teach them how you give the information away, you know, as, as an expert in the field, yep. I'm not worried about my competitor stealing our marketing strategy. Like you can go on our YouTube page and you can learn all of our marketing strategies right there in the open. I don't hide anything. And the reason is because you can have all the information, but you still have to execute it. And right. executing it, it, it does take time. You know, it's, it's not as, it's not, the idea is simple, but the execution is, is everything. But with time and with persistence, any, anyone can, can, can take that on. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And I think also your authenticity just really shows through all of your, any of thing that you're bringing to the market. Um, I was a little surprised to hear that you said four years ago is when you really broke into that space. Cause I know yeah. you had some, you were like one of the first folks on YouTube doing, um, nail education back in 2009. Correct. And like what changed, you know, of course the Gary V touch is always nice, yeah. <laughs> um, but it sounds like also consistency, um, of content yeah. was key. Can you just expand a little bit more on that? 
Yeah. So, so, and, and just to kind of address what you said, so we were one of the first nail companies in 2009 to get on YouTube. We were doing like a video or two a month, you know, it's, it's right. so, it's so bizarre and just trying to put something out there, you know, and, um, just, just do something different than our competitors was our whole strategy back then. But then four and a half years ago, it was like, we need to rev this up consistency of content. Oh my gosh. I cannot yeah. speak to how important that it's, I, so I do, a, I do a marketing class, a three hour marketing class every couple of months for, for our community. Um, and the, the number one thing that I, I talk about is like really succeeding in social media marketing is two things. It's, it's 50, 50 for me. You can't have one without the other. Like you, you have to have good content, good content, meaning value-based content, content where you're, you're giving, you know, and you're not, you know, look at, look at my nails are the most amazing nails and come to my salons is the best, but rather, you know, you're, you're giving value to, to the, to the client through your content, number one. And number two is consistency, which people overlook. And I do this, I do this thing where I, I go through people's Instagram accounts, you know, nail technicians, and it just does not fail. Not, not one person I have, I've maybe come across one or two that post daily. Everybody else does not post every single day. Mm -hmm. And your consistency is like, it, it's what allows you to see what is working and what's not working. If you're posting every day, if you're consistent in your content, you can start to see patterns. You, you take that variable out, you know, mm -hmm. of like, well, it's, it's not because I'm not posting all the time. Okay. I've got that part down. And so once you get that part down, which is like one of the most challenging parts, then you can start to hone in on, is it the creative? Is it the messaging? Is it the copy? You know, right. um, those things you start to play, you can start to play with, but you've got to take that variable out. Um, and, and one of the big reasons, and this is what I was taught, you know, through VaynerMedia is like the, I, like he gave me an example, you know, Gary was like the amount of times you should post on Instagram is six times a day. And I was like, what six, that's so much, you know, right. and he goes, because the algorithm, the way that it's set up, your community may see one or two of those posts. So putting out six doesn't mean your community is going to get slammed with six posts. Um, they may just get a couple. So you want to put six so that it gives different parts of your community, you know, they're going to see different posts. Right. And um, it was like, once that was told to us, we went to six times a day, started posting on Instagram six times a day, yeah. but consistently every single day got, it is Caitlin, like, half, half the battle with that consistency. You get a bigger sample. You get to understand get what's, what's resonating with folks and what's That's keeping it. them come back for more. So maybe I hated exactly. two of the six posts, but I love the other four. And now I'm right. going to go online in order, which is amazing. So right. I have to ask you, I didn't see it, but when's mom coming to YouTube? Is she gonna, is she on there? Can she be on an episode? <laughs> she, That's what I want to see from young yeah. girls. Actually you can, she's, uh, she's not here as much these days. Understandably I, so. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, but she has shot, I've done uh, a bunch of episodes with her. If you type in, you know, Young Nails founder, I think I had her on a couple. Um, she was on one of the early vlogs. I and and then even in the middle, maybe a year ago, she's on a vlog, and then I've shot a a couple podcasts with her, and they're they're great. Like nice. you, you'll love her vibe. 
Yeah, awesome. totally. It's just very the quote, positive. The quote in itself, like you're 60, you're 70, you have a dream, you stick to it, you go for it, you're going to get yes. it. I mean, yes. you got to love that. You got to love that. Totally. I know That's, Gary does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's so true. So, so when you're, when you, when you're putting out those six posts a day, how, how are you measuring the impact that that has? Is there, is there certain ways, or is it just strictly feedback? Uh, you know, uh, is there a, another method to, to tracking that? Yeah. So it takes a, it takes time. So even though we're doing six posts a day, you know, you like after two or three weeks, we'll go, we can go back and kind of analyze it and see, you know, what's going on. So like, here's an example. If you look at our Instagram feed today, um, you're going to notice 95% of our posts are all video. Right. And that, and that's because video outperforms, uh, images, you know, like, like it's not even close. Exponentially. Yep. Exponentially. Exactly. So Uh that like, that's, we got there through this process of like, okay, we're, we're doing three pictures and three videos, you know, and we, we, you know, after a couple of weeks, we go back and we, we just sift through our team goes through and sifts through and sees, you know, what type of posts get, gets a lot of comments. Cause sometimes it'll get maybe not so many likes, but there's a lot of comments and it's like, okay, those are, those are keepers. Obviously we want to, we want to hone in, narrow the content in to keep that theme or that vibe. Um, oh, wow. Look, you know, the videos are just outperforming the, uh, the images. So let's go four videos, two pics. And then eventually it got to like, you know, where almost all of it is, is videos, but for us, it's, it's constant experimentation on the platform. Like this is also a big misconception that, that, that companies and people have is, you know, keeping your Instagram profile page, like pristine and perfect. And, you know, everything needs to match up and color coordinated and all that. And for us, it's a big experimentation ground. We go in and we try new content out constantly. Like, my team knows they shouldn't even come to me and ask, can I try this? You know, I, my answer is always, yes, try it, see how it performs because I have no idea, you know, right. what I think will work a lot of times doesn't work. And the stuff that I think like that'll never work, it just like goes viral and you're and just wh- like, yeah. Well, I guess when the people will tell you, no one ever wh- holds back, right? right. Like they're going to, they're going to let you know either way. And they do like, that's exactly it. Caitlin is like, I, I have a community. Let's put it out. Let's see their response, their, their real response. And then we gauge from there. Like, I don't need to be this, you know, I'm so smart. I know every post that's going to work. I don't. And I'm not that smart. There's just no way the market knows the market is the smartest person in the room. So, but a lot of people are scared. They're like, I don't want to put a post. And then if it doesn't perform, you know, I feel, you know, like an idiot. And I always say to them, People don't, when they go through Instagram, they don't stop at like a, a mediocre post and go, wow, that's so mediocre. They just right. keep skimming, keep, you know? Right. And like, nobody really stops and judges like that. Like, oh, this is just middle of the road, you know? I'm gonna comment middle of the road post. I mean, nobody does that. They just, right. they just, <laughs> you, just you just keep like scrolling up. Exactly. So um, we're, we're not that important. You know, we, we think we are and, and we're not. Um, it, the, the, the idea is, put out, you got to put out volume. Um, 
get an idea of, of what the market wants, and then you can start to slowly hone it in. Uh, and it's all, it's, it's always in motion, you know, so, social media is changing so fast all the time. Do you use some platforms like, like Instagram as, as your experimental platform Comple- completely? And then you like, have others that you're, that you're doing like real content stuff. That's a little bit more specific or that you you have a game plan behind. All of our platforms are all experiments. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, and, and, and all the reason why I say that is because like YouTube, the, it's it's a different type of um, it's long form content, right? right? So it's where people go and they spend time and they're going to sit for you know maybe a couple hours to to go through your 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 and watch long form videos. Um, so we play with different types of long form content. We'll do challenges. We'll try you know um, uh, the best of. We'll do you know we have a vlog that we do that's more loose. You know we we just we we try everything and play with thumbnails, play with copy, um, and again see what works. And then once we see what works, we do that for a while until it stops working, and then we right. start experimenting again. And that's kind of what we do on Instagram. We do it on TikTok. We do it on uh, uh, Facebook. Everything everything is experimental for us. To be honest oh, with you, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, there's no, there's no better way to learn about what your audience needs are than to get it out there, get the feedback and comments tailor to that, and then eventually move on to something else. Yeah. As as their, as their needs or wants continue to evolve. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and it, you know, the, the biggest thing is that it, it takes time to build these platforms. Like it just takes time. You know, there's, again, there, there's a few lucky individuals out there that, they're famous just because they're famous and who knows why their accounts exploded. It's such a small percentage. The majority, you know, we have to, you got to work, you got to grind, you got to, you know, create the content posted consistently. It's, it's a lot of work. You know, and put, put your ego to the side, I think. And too, right? Oh my God. If, if you wait for it to be perfect, it'll never come out. So you might as well. There is no such thing. That is, that is like, so that's one of the biggest things that we get is like, I don't post content because like, it's not perfect yet. And my nail is not perfect. And it's like, you just see our videos. They're so raw, you know, yeah. and we were, I'm not concerned with that at all, you know, because great shows. I want, yeah, I want it to come off you know, real and authentic. And, um, even if like, sometimes my brother, he'll, he shoots a live video and he makes mistakes all the time during the lives. Oops, screw that up. Sorry guys. Don't do that. Do this instead. People are like, cool. He makes mistakes too. Like it, it, it just, it creates, uh, um, that, that idea of perfection, I think is in the old world of marketing where like you had nine hour photo shoots or like a commercial took 10 days to film with a budget of $3 million and you can make everything perfect. That was that world in the social media world. People will sniff out. Like if, if you're trying to, if you're just not being, you know, real, I I think people can sniff it out a lot of quicker on, 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 on social media today. Yeah. We're, 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 we're big believers that this authenticity is, is the, is a critical component, right? I mean, your audience has to, has to believe in you they have yeah. to have confidence or they're just going to kind of move on to something else. Yeah. And, and like to that point, what you're saying, like who you think about two brothers in the nail business, mm-hmm. you know, the way that we act and behave sometimes is like we're five years old, right. you know, and we're in our, we're in our late forties and we act like kids a lot of the time people would be like, that'll never work in, in nail. But you know, what works is this is just, 
it's, it's authenticity. Yep. It's just who we are as human beings. Firefighter turned nail technician. You cannot fake that. No. <laughs> you can't. You can. I've seen it attempted. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Many have tried and failed. Yeah, many have tried. Yeah. yeah. They're helping someone out of a burning building right now. You know? That's, that's exactly right. That's awesome. Well, listen, we really appreciate you coming on today to, to kind of share your story, uh, you know, going from where you were and your mom starting this in 1992 to where you yeah. are today is just an, it's, it's an incredible journey. And, and the value again, that you're bringing to the, to your community is just, it's fascinating for me to just watch and see what you've tapped into. And I, something you guys should be very proud of. Thank you so much. Thank you both. It was, uh, pleasure to be here. And I always love sharing, you know, as much information as possible. And, you know, if it can help one person, that's a huge victory. Um, so no, I, I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you. Habib Salo from Young Nails CEO. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Caitlin, do you want to take us out? Sure. Thank you, Habib. And thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe on sippinandshipping.com or your favorite podcast platform. Tune in every other Thursday. Check us out at sippinandshipping.com. Thanks, awesome. everybody. Thank you. Take care.